This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. My shirt has wings, I can fly away. So does my hat. Guys, gals? It's just one. Non gender kind of people. Whoa, rude. Whoa, hey, guys. It's Anne and Dave for the Gordons, and this is Top Chef, Season 17, Episode 11. The after show. The after show. We're going to give you a little taste of the Gordons. Um, this is uh, Dave. He's been running up and down the streets of the neighborhood so much. He's now on a first name basis with the UPS guy, the Amazon guy, and our postal worker, who frankly I'm worried about because he's like 99 years old and he does not wear a mask. Or does he know something we don't know? Dave. No, that guy only works one day a week. Well, thank God. I he might be a like ghost. A, I don't know if he's a fill-in. I don't, it's very weird. He does not wear There's a mask. a different guy every other day. He drives you crazy. And this is Anne. And after 10 weeks... In quarantine, I finally relented and let her cut my hair. Hence, the hat. Just, I will. Just show them. I'll give a brief, very. <laughs> no, no, no. I shaved the sides. That's what it looks like. Everyone. I shaved the sides. Please enjoy. It looks nice after a botched bowl cut situation, but now you won't let me touch the top, so. Correct. She, ha- she hasn't earned that yet, so here we find ourselves. Guys, happy Friday. That's first and foremost. We're freaking here. We're freaking watching the show. Guess what, everyone? We're headed to the finals. This is the last episode before the finals. It was, it was a lot. It was bananas. Some might say it was. It was bananas. It was crazy. It was crazy. Let's uh fill these yeah. up, shall we? Ooh, ooh, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. La vie ferme will cheap supermarket rosé. Give to me. But as you know, you should never spend more than six dollars on a bottle of rosé. If well, you do, it's ninety nine cents over. You have been swindled. Give me that dollar back. Guys, here's the deal. Episode 11 of Top Chef All-Stars made it through airport security, and they're taxiing onto the runway, headed straight to the finale, because the chef testants are all packed and ready, because now they know the finale's in Mother Fork in Italy. Guys. Not only is it in Italy, it's in Tuscany. To be clear. Our favorite of the Italian regions. There's only one problem. There are, st- there are still six chefs in the competition. And we traded a Karen for a Kevin. We'll talk about that. And only five of them are invited to sit and coach while Champagne Padma and Tastemaster Tom are sitting in first class ahead of them. So they want to go to Tuscany. They want to cook their pasta loving hearts out. Who's going to make this flight on time with quail to spare? And who freaking forgot the prosciutto? Gregory. Buckle up. This is a rhetorical question. (laughs) Buckle up because the finals are so close. Close? Close. 
We can taste their pecorino, pecorino coated goodness. Guys, it's been a long week. This is Top Chef, the after show. For the record, I've never been one that's very good with rhetorical questions. I, I, <laughs> example A. It was exhibit just a, a. I gave it a dramatic pause, and you were like, it was Jeffrey. <laughs> Who's Jeffrey? <laughs> Who's Jeffrey? Who His name is Gregory. Guys, let's just do a little cheersies. Yeah, a little, cheers this was a hefty pour. Thank you. Yeah, um, you know what? Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, the show's wrapping up, but guess what? You can't shake us and we can't quit you. So yeah. we're going to do more shows. We're going to find a way to, we'll figure something out. We're going to be around. Poor Brianna, she can't shake us for sure. Mm. It's nice. I don't know. It's alcohol in a cup. I love it. Guys, um, we're doing what the taste of the episode. What dish does this episode remind us of and why? 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 This was a hard one. Yeah, I agree. I mean, go ahead. You do. Well, you teed it up for me. So, you know. We've made it through security. Right. We're headed to the finale yes. in Tuscany, as we mentioned. Yes. How do you get there? How did you used to get there? Was a was a plane. How did you used to get there? And what did this remind me of? The quick fire challenge, the, the airplane meal. Because as much as they try to yeah. sell an airplane meal to you, with all their fancy descriptions and those fancy cards they give you now, it never tastes good. It doesn't matter. I have an add-on. Please. But you're a captive audience. You're going to eat it. You can't. Yeah. You're, you're going to eat it. Exactly. Are you going to not You've eat come it? this far. You're going to turn around. You're going to ask them to land the plane. One time on a, no, mm-hmm. on a flight to Mexico once. This is one of the better sentences I've ever said. The burrito was purple. And I was like, I'm not going to eat that. It was purple. So Not on purpose. So there's been one time ube. when you wouldn't eat the food oh, that was served on an airplane? I, there's been a few times. <laughs> now that I think about it. Like if you're already sick, you don't eat the food. I'm talking about flights back from Vegas. I went to India. I was very ill on the way home. That was not a time to be eating food on the plane. But that was... To the extent possible, I will always opt for the cereal and banana. Oh, you are a morning flyer. So, yes. Yeah, they, they can't screw that one up. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to mooch on to yours today because I don't have another one. It is. It was like an airplane food meal. There was little sections. You could take what you wanted. Um, it was like an airplane meal. If the stewardess came and the stewardess tried to take it away in the middle and told you you didn't want it, and the stewardess's name was Malarkey. <laughs> or the stewardess gave your meal to a bunch of other people, not to you. Also malarkey. Or you... He got done dirty. Or you couldn't decide which of the two meals to have, so you took both of them and you mixed them together oh, in a way that did not go together at all. Like malarkey. Yeah. I will say, and I know we'll get to this when we talk about him at the end, he kind of did get done dirty, though, this whole episode in terms of they didn't really get into what actually happened with the plates and how that could have possibly happened. Like, that was crazy. Well... Like you said, we will get into it, but to skip ahead just briefly, they didn't care. Yeah. So oh, if, if, this happened in, if this happened to Gregory, they would have just flipped tables and looked for the dishes. But it wasn't a thing because they all got to taste the food and he went home because he made the worst of it. I think they were stoked. They were like, lose half those plates. Anyway, guys, start with the appetizer, the quick fire. First and foremost, coming to you from obviously, there's a lot of bad shit going on in the world right now and we're like, on the internet talking about Top Chef drinking wine. We're fine. But I also think there was a very um, interesting pre-COVID, and I think the world will be a much different place, pre-COVID sort of like quick fire with the nicest first class seats you've ever seen. They're like, we're on an airplane. It's like, if you're on an airplane, B, sit in tiny little seats and be waiting for your tiny tray food. Like it was a very decadent, luxurious airplane version of the food. Yeah, so clearly we are very decadent in our own right. We flew first class once by accident. We... The one time we flew first class was because the airline made a mistake when we were booking our ticket. And it cost $1 to fly first class. It was great. From New York to Miami. Yeah. 
And the rule is- Highly recommend an airline mess up like that. The rule is you have to honor the ticket. If they charge yeah, We that, showed up and they were like, oh. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you're the dollar people. How about the food is not good though? No, but they didn't want to make- Yeah, it was, but we, I mean, the, the seat reclined full, full on bed. Really it was nice. amazing. Yes. The point is a little bit, uh, you know, just not, just not nice. Not nice to do it like that. Anyway. Champagne. But what I will will say was Padma was schwasty yeah. because she took full advantage of the complimentary champagne they give you when you're first boarding. I loved and it. And she, you know, drank it all the way through. Champagne We're here for her. Yeah. We, we, need, our, we need our producer correspondence right now because how long does it take to film a quick fire challenge? A long, oh, a day. she was full day. drinking the whole time. Full day. Right. I mean, look, they would go, they would film the beginning, actually the beginning to a degree, but they would also go back and get pickups of it. It at least took a day. Yeah, she was stretched. It Maybe was two. It, probably a day, probably one. She well, was actually days. slightly more endearing in her drug state. Would you agree? Delightful. Yeah, she was delightful. Great hang. She's, this is the same way that she's great on social media. She just gets drunk first? No, but I just mean different forms of her are great. I sure. think it's just her judging your food sucks. The rest of it is delightful. Yeah, there. Uh, the guest judge was John- Jonathan Waxman. He of the, as our daughter said later today. So someone is old. Are they old like the guy on Top Chef? You know, the guy with white hair. Oh, we were talking about Joe Biden. And she's like, is he like the Top Chef guy? You know, white hair, white beard, a grandpa. So to her, she, he was a grandpa. He has to watch a show with a three-year-old. So uh, it was about, yes, making elevated airline food, make two courses. It could be a salad or an app and a main course. Everyone made a salad. It was a salad. Everyone made or- a salad app. Yeah, I mean, you can argue like that no like, like Melissa's app. tofu wasn't a salad per se. It's, she called it a tofu salad. She called it that. Well, so a salad. Call it what you will when, you, when you're the big winner. I mean, she got lucky. We love her. But we're also mad at her now because she's not on our fantasy yeah. team. We love her like an ex-girlfriend. Uh, the winner gets a huge advantage in the elimination challenge. And, oh, and the ingredients have to be available year-round. So they should have just gone to the camp where I was. And your dish can only be as thick as a tray that is the meals are served on. Our meals don't come in nice, no, you know, flatware. What yeah. is this porcelain? Plate, sure. You know? They're packaged several months prior in yeah. some packaging facility, ours not are, in an airplane. Yeah, ours are packaged year-round. The point is, uh, quick fire is right up Voltaggio's alley because plain food is not that different from food. Your audience is the same. The approach is the same. They also it's set just, it up like he was going to Navy win. Yeah, it's just whether you're in the water versus in the air. But otherwise, you know. The approach is identical. People made things such as meatballs, curry, fish and papayote. No. Chicken and mushroom gravy. Also, champagne padma can't open little packets of paper. And they were talking about how excited they were for that. That's a very strange thing to serve on an airplane. I don't want one curry just odiferously and two packets of fish, just like a cloud of fish steam coming out. I mean, yeah, the the curry is like if you're going to a restaurant where they serve curry and Mm -hmm. everyone is going there and they know, that's fine. And if you're eating it at home, it's fine. But curry is something that is a very strong. Like tuna, they don't serve tuna yeah, on airplanes. It's a very strong scent. Yeah. Depending on what type of curry it is, but there are and that's true. So and and they're polarizing. Yes. And so you know who you didn't make curry, Captain Curry, and I realized they just glossed right on over because they spent a long time resetting up. Dave's boy Kevin, he back. He back, everyone. He making the meatballs, deep frying the meatballs. Oh good. yeah, well. Not for an airplane. No, I mean, I don't know how you serve that on an airplane. That was insane. And they, they smooshed just... them because they were too tall. No, excuse you. Let's take a step back. He he did not fry a long anything. time quarantine, guys. Yeah, he did not fry anything in the quick fire challenge. He actually fried the croquettes in the 
later in the episode. I'm sure yeah. he did the. No, he, he made yeah. a meatball. Yeah. But it was not. The I just remember him frying it in the quick fire and thinking this doesn't make sense because you're going to have a. Anyway. In fairness, you might be right too. One of us is right. We the point know. is, Stephanie and her paper fish and Malarkey and what did he even make? Oh, he cut off the bottom of his giant. In wing. order to, you know, meet the requirements of the thickness of the tray, he cut his Stephanie, pork chop horizontally, which you wouldn't. Pork chop. You would never do. And she was coming off literally the best win of her entire chef, top chef career. Yes. And she bombed it with, she got a little yeah. loose. It probably tasted fine. I was going to say, it probably like, didn't taste bad. It's a quick fire. No one, it doesn't matter. Stephanie Malarkey at the bottom. Top. Melissa, of course, and Kevin, neither of whom are on our fantasy team. Kevin is on no one's fantasy team. He's well, a he's a free agent. That's true. And Melissa made, and I'll tell you, tofu salad with yuzu and chili. Well, also a shit ton of cucumbers, and also she just cut up tofu. She literally forgot. She literally forgot. So she took a slice of tofu. Yeah. Put it on a plate. Yeah. Poured a little yuzu on there. Cut up a little chili. Called it a called day. It a, called it a salad in a day. She's like year round. You can buy this at the store. And then she made beef curry with mushrooms and coconut rice. So f everything we just said about curry. <laughs> totally. We're wrong. Well, oh, we knew she won. The problem is the judges were already drunk at that point, and they weren't thinking about how the other passengers might be affected. Guess what? In first class, you don't have to think about other passengers. Well, that's also like part six of this. or eight other ones. And They're they so may far have... away, though. It's like, yeah. Jonathan, can you hear me? Plus, they have all those new nuts are your favorite. Air filtration <laughs> systems. Very good point. So, what did my love? What did Melissa win? What was her advantage? And what is the bigger situation of where we're going? Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Also, they plugged American Airlines. I just like to tell people what the plugs are. She won an advantage of the elimination challenge. They said five of you are going to Italy to Tuscany to cook. We'll be flying via via courtesy of American Airlines. Thank you, American Airlines. And now we shall go to the main challenge, which is. Well, the challenge is to not recreate a dish, but build a dish inspired by one of the iconic dishes served over the the 40 years that Michael's Santa Monica has been around. Correct. So. Here's the deal. I've never been to Michael's and I lived in Los Angeles for (laughs) many years. This could be my own problem. I'm pretty sure it's the restaurant from LA Story. Still don't know. Now, it's possible that we're gonna take a lot of heat from this. There's been a few times where fans have dinged us for not knowing things that they thought self-proclaimed foodies such as ourselves should know. But I'm vegetarian. But we're self-proclaimed foodie adjacent, I would argue. I did own not, Zagat guides yeah, in college because I was not trying to be cool experts. and fancy. That being said, I Michael's has never been on our radar. Now, I've only lived here for a little over a year, but it's never been on my radar. And in fairness, having- You know s- about it? You know him? You know Wax and all those. You know those chefs? Of course. Um, what was I? I lost my train of thought here. Sorry. That's okay. I think- Because we were thinking it was maybe a little bit odd oh. for the last elimination challenge in California. It totally makes sense on one end to be at Michael's doing California cuisine. Do it at Spago. Wolfgang Puck has- Do it at any Nancy Silverton restaurant. Do it yeah. without- Have Alice Waters come down. Go to Berkeley. Just kidding. Yeah, just take a- take a- Road Take trip. a roadie to Chez Panisse. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So to me, when I, I mean, people haven't talked about Michael's in the same way that they talk about a lot of those other restaurants. And so to me, it hasn't always been on the radar. Yeah. And quite frankly, when they ate all, granted, those chefs are all great chefs and they all went on to totally. amazing things. I wasn't, 
and I know that it's those dishes are of a time, right? But I didn't look at them and say, "Wow, that must have been the best dish of 1979." Is I was the best dish. You were the best dish, guys. Yes. Yeah. Uh, wow. Jonathan Waxman, Roy Yamaguchi, Sang Yoon. I don't know who Sang Yoon is. Is my dumb dumb? Mark Peel, obviously, and Brookie, old Brookie, created by who was there in like pre 2000. I know. So she and she's, pictures, she, she is older than she looks, and she was very young, like she a was, looked female, like a teenager. She looks pictures. very young still now. Yeah. Good on you, Brooke. Also, is Michael McCarty the smartest man ever? He's not a chef. He just owns the restaurant. He came down, and they showed a picture of him when they when from when he was first opening the restaurant. He looked like he such looked a gangster. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah. He looked like. And there is one in New York. Maybe your parents have been to the New York one. Sunny that came much have. much after it's right. I'm just curious. It's right by there, but it's on 55th. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but they have their, their separate, haunts. Yeah, separate conversation, but they have their haunts. Yeah. Guys, here's the deal: because she won the quick fire challenge, and they went and they tasted all these dishes, and we'll kind of talk about what those dishes were. Melissa got to. She got to choose which dish she would recreate before the others had a chance. To I thought they were going to have her assigned to. I was like, let's not do that again. Yeah, the rest drew knives, and to get an order that was inappropriate. Knives. If I was wearing my shirt from last week, knives. Um, here's the deal of what I'm thinking, which is some of the dishes look gross. Pretty much to you, they probably all looked gross, right? Only, yeah, I mean, it would have been monkfish, right? Mine, well, you couldn't because no. it's wrapped in. Yeah, I would have eaten yeah, yeah. Jeffrey's monkfish. Who's Jeffrey? This is a running joke. It's Gregory. Uh, I would have eaten Stephanie's dish, even the 80s version. I would have like slid the caviar off to the side, but I would have eaten the. Hers was inspired by a Burr Blanc sort of pasta situation with scallops. Super 80s. I'm here for it. Yeah, I, mean, so I love a white sauce. So pasta I will say this. With seafood. Great. Good things stick around and bad things don't. There's, what? there's a reason that you don't get a lot of these types of foods and dishes anymore. I just thought you weren't supposed to put white sauce with No, and part of it is like you always have to have the new newest thing. So you have to evolve in order to be like buzzworthy mm-hmm. and have, mm-hmm. you know. The it people coming to your Let's restaurant. See what's on the menu now. Mm-hmm. But well, I mean, nothing's on the menu. Things but. come back, like fashion comes back. Like the '90s are, you know, are you know '90s fashion couldn't be hotter right now. But like these dishes from Michael's circa yeah, I was 19- tell you some things that they have on their menu. Eighty-one. Right now, just they see. ain't coming back. Fried Ipswich clams, striped bass ceviche, cacio e pepe. They're just normal stuff. Yeah. Or just it's... normal daily fish collar, chopped salad. This is just very normal. There's they have a nice nothing. roasted Romanesco. That sounds good. They really love killing quail. fried quail sounds good. But I mean, I'd eat here. I have a problem with quail being sound... the state bird of California and them eating it. Yeah, this in any other normal. state, totally fine. But the this one place just... you shouldn't be eating it is California. Wait, this is just all starters. I'm sorry, that's a lounge menu. Please ignore me. Don't ignore me because then you'll be watching half the show. But that was the lounge menu. There was a the problem. Here. Point being, it sounds good, but it sounds like it's uh, every other. No, it's the same hipster restaurant in you know everywhere it's fine guys stephanie chose the seafood one fine and it was like a whole to-do over who was choosing what um i'd like to tell you that kevin chose duck voltaggio chose lamb gregory chose monkfish Malark's chose veal. Well, Malark's got the Malark's last straw. He didn't last. go back to that i thought he was gonna like scream about that no because he, sweetbreads he veal mushrooms he went in too heavy and too hot when he was assigned veal. He's like, this is fucking great. I got truffles. I got chanterelle mushrooms. I got, I got veal. Yeah, it I got, sounded good. Yeah, I got sweetbread. I got sweetbreads. I got all this stuff. He was not complaining. He's like, 
the the best dish fell to me at number six. It's so like that's how he could literally get a steaming pile of poo, and, and yes. this is one of the greatest things about him. And yeah, but then sell you, it to himself. Sure, but then you can't turn around and do a one eighty and be like, I got the last pick. I didn't want this. But also, yeah, it's, that's true. He wouldn't be able to make that argument with those ingredients anyway. No. It was interesting. So with the question of, are you in or out on the challenge? Oh, I mean, I'm in on the, I'm, I, I always, I'm actually kind of like when they recreate the Me dishes too. to see I think it's a what good, they're able to come up with. Because it shows, it, it, it's a way to show their creativity, but not be so restrictive like the challenge last week. Yes. Where they can well, still, the well, they not can the still yeah. you know, cook, you know, create a dish from their own point of view. Um, that allows them a little bit of leeway, but it still has to be inspired by something and, and, you know, be able to present something that way. So in that way, I was excited by the challenge, but again, I just wasn't that You weren't inspired by the actual dishes, but I like the idea. Yeah, I wasn't enthused by the dishes that they were supposed to be inspired by. Question. Ultimately, but ultimately, they, they basically elevated every version of every dish. Anyway, minus... Minus his. Minus Gregory. Oh, well, I was going to say minus... Oh, I'm Mars. Sure. Guys... Why? Although I would have eaten that duck back in the day, because ducks always good. And actually, yeah. duck. No, like Kevin's. The, yeah, Kevin's duck. Like, but Kevin's like elevated. duck confit and like duck a l'orange. Like those are classics that remain on on menus, and they're because they're good. I feel like Kevin's was elevated. You yeah. feel like it was sauces that'll get the hell out of there. That's very eighties. Well, not elevated, just a different take, which was fine. He was inspired by. Didn't get elevated. Yeah. No, it's good. I just have a question of why have they never gone to Europe for the finales of seventeen seasons of Top Chef? This can't be true. The food in Europe's not very good. That's a joke, everybody. Oh my god! <laughs> One of your best traits is your ability to convince me things because I was like, "What's happening?" Yeah. Um, why? I don't know. Maybe they had a falling out with like the EU or something. Europe. Maybe like Tom wasn't allowed back in until now. What? Maybe Padma did something in 1980, and she got a 40-year ban. Maybe. And now we're back. Well, it's sort of like we got that parking ticket or that speeding ticket in Iceland. Never gotten a ticket. So now we can't go back. Oh, that's also true, yes. Because <laughs> we don't want to pay that ticket. Wait, are we talking about when I honked the person? No, we were driving under in that tunnel and you were going, <laughs> that might have been, maybe that was wherever it was, you were I going like 120 and they took Kilometers, a picture. Kilometers? It's like nothing. They took a picture. Oh. And it was, yeah, so we well, got. Well, now we're on the internet talking about it. We worked it out with the rental car company. Don't worry about it. We've had a lot Hurts, of Hurts, they, they filed for bankruptcy. It's okay. Oh, great. So then we go to the house, and Malarkey's having one of those character moments where he gets to FaceTime with his twins. Goodbye, Malarkey. It's been nice seeing you. <laughs> you're either going to win, you're not, or you're going home. Goodbye. We still got our own drama the way we wanted it, though. Okay, so let's talk about the nom or not. Nom or not, we're in the kitchen. What do we learn from this kitchen segment? We like when we get down to, like, five or six chefs. You get to actually really spend time with them, making the food, getting the drama, what's going right and wrong with the dish. I learned the kitchen is very small. Yeah. It looked like it had so many weird nooks and crannies. Yeah, it was, it was giving very, everyone trouble. They definitely they had a hundred servers coming in and out. They definitely changed the kitchen over time. Yes. I think they expanded it, but they were still it was just like yeah, nooks. Yeah, nooks, but they were still nooks. limited to like the like original ar- architecture of the building, I guess, because you know, like uh, Nancy Silverton used to work out of the the, the cash register, like in what is now part of the kitchen. So who the hell knows? What's just like going on? There, you could tell, it was an old. It was an old restaurant from forty years ago. They just have not cleaned out the kitchen. There's probably there's probably like in our kitchen things from 2015 or before. I'm not going to go there. I'm sure that they have very high standards. I'm not saying it's dirty, like scummy, but there was like like papers paperwork tucked up there that's been there since the 70s. Maybe is my theory. Yeah, because once it's like six months old, you clearly don't need it. But you really don't need paper at all anymore, you guys. Yeah. Um, 
wait, but that reminded me of something and I don't remember. Oh yes. I was also confused. Were they open for business? What was happening? Where are all those other people? They didn't make enough food for them. What's happening? Well, we, we learned later. Except for a poor food and wine lady, they made her sit at the kids table. Yeah, that was, that was weird. Very strange. Um, they could have pulled up one more chair. They were open for business because Malark, because they were basically saying that the, that but that's even crazier. Waiters brought the food to other tables. So, so it was a full. But no one nice ordered patio. his food. See how none of this, something is up. Maybe. None of this actually makes sense. I think that when you go to a taping of Top Chef, then they just tell you that this is the menu for the night. But the chefs, I'm saying, did not cook the quantity of the food. They only cooked for the judges. Well, they, they didn't. Right? None of, the, none of the challenge was cook for 200 diners. No. Or moms. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't talk about that. Things going on. I got nothing. Reddit, help us out. Something was up. Yeah. If Reddit is here tonight. Um, Serena's help husband, us, please. are you here? Well, if if our number one fan and only fan is here, which I don't think he is, then he could probably know. Anyway, if you, must you guys be very busy. Happy for the comments to this. Did you think it was weird that people were in the restaurant? This is a burning question. Yet the chefs weren't cooking for them. Yet food and wine lady was at the table behind them. Yet they took Malarkey's dishes to someone else's table. What's happening? What's happening? Yeah, and I think that there was potentially something that would have come from that if he was like not the clear loser. He was clear loser. Well, but, they were scared for a minute. Let's just go through the dishes that were not the clear losers, and you'll tell me if you're going to eat them or not. Okay. I'm not going to eat them except yeah. for Stephanie's. Brian did a lamb that was roasted with cassis. I can never say that. And currant sauce and potato. He said it like the wow factor. Which you know what that you know what lacking if you read between the lines lacking the wow factor means cruise food. Yeah, but, but this restaurant of all the restaurants we've been to, which should have been the most tolerant of cruise food. Correct. This restaurant is crisp. Look, would I eat it? Yeah. Okay. Did it, sure. We're going to skip Margie. We're going to say that. Gregory, we're very mad because we put all our eggs in the Gregory basket. Monkfish, forgot the crispy prosciutto, beet juice risotto, which also seemed like it kind of sucked. Lacking salt, but then they said the prosciutto would have added that, but then they said the risotto was also bland anyway. Which how you, do you can't forget? speak to. But how do you forget? Which you can't speak to because no. you're not a prosciutto eater. But no, it, it it's quite salty. So it would serve the function of salting the rest of the dish. For the risotto too? How did he forget well, it? it? How? Depending on how it's incorporated, you would have a bite of the prosciutto with almost every bite of risotto. So yeah, you would get the salt. Oh, just, just got, excuse me. Um, but how did he forget it? No restaurant is so crowded that you forget one of the literally main components of There must dish. have been something going on behind the scenes that they weren't showing us. No, not None of these... You know, conspiracy da, da, da. Theories, he must have had a, his own problem with the dish, maybe with like the timing of the risotto or something, mm. and that he was so focused on it, they, mm -hmm. they didn't show us that led him to forget. So that's the only thing I can think of. I felt so bad for him. He's like the most perfectionist person that when it goes wrong, you can just tell he's like flogging himself. Well, yes. no, he 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 gets sad in a very tender way. He was like on the he was basically I know, you crying. Could tell his head. I know. Yeah, I hated it. Just hide those tears. Uh, Stephanie made the seared scallop with caviar and asparagus pasta with uh, aglanati. Aglanati. I can't say those ever. Aglanati. Aglanati. And shellfish beurre blanc. That wasn't really an aglanati. They liked They liked it. They right. said it, Waxman said it moved his dish forward 40 years. And Which, Mr. Michael of Michael's. And his, and his dish was 40 years old. So it was just a timely version of his dish. Look, she also like, she grated pasta. Those pastas looked amazing. They looked very good, yeah. Hmm. Good on her. And Stephanie. I don't I mean, want and that Karen was watching that. from the sidelines of the sidelines. Like, mm. you what? I do. Uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's one of those. Hmm. You don't like it? It's okay. I bet you could make a really good one. Maybe. My saucier ways. He's a saucier. Uh, Kevin, two-way duck. Duck breast with orange and onion marmalade, rice croquette that he had duck also in. Yes, yeah, so we basically did like a duck confit. They love the orange. Or, no, maybe it wasn't duck confit, but he took the thigh and the leg uh -huh. and he basically, I guess he braised it, which in duck confit is a, a form of braising, so who knows? They loved it. The exact technique. Guys, you'd eat all of them. What about uh, the outrageous, Melissa's quail was outrageous. Quail with lime and plum sauce and ninja radishes. Is that even a thing? Because if it's not. I don't think you can be. make that up. Look it up. What did you think about hers? Uh, it didn't sound like it was going to be. <gasps> it's real. Yeah. They're purple. Can't see it. They're real. Just trust us. Marvelous. I think if nothing else, we've earned your trust spicy. over the 11 weeks that we've known you all. I feel like we all know each other. Yeah. Go on. Um, it didn't. Sound like this the sweet, sour, spicy the lime thing is part not, threw you off. Yeah, oh, is not always my favorite. I'm in hot plum glaze. Um, plum on quail, I don't eat meat. Have you guys? No, that this? would be actually seems like it'd be good, like plum yeah. and duck. Like, our duck and quail yeah. sort of the same? They do go well, and like duck and cherry go well together. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm in the minority in saying that I don't always love like the sweet and the savory as much as other people. So what do people eat mint jelly with lamb? Nothing sounds more it's oddly than that. It's oddly compelling. What is mint jelly? Um, you know, it'd be good that yogurt we have with the mint in it. With lamb. Yeah, for, for someone who's never tasted lamb before. The part, the part I guess what I'm talking about is I don't want green, clear Hey guys, green. this is Brianna in the booth, and I can't, uh, I can't say exactly what mint jelly is, but I will agree Finally. it is delicious. I'm taking your offer to talk, and I just, I just have to chime in. I can't wait to watch yeah. my shocking and finally crazy. talking, because all we want is for you to talk. It's strangely compelling, but, right? But are you saying you have to eat mint jelly with lamb? Uh, or are you just snacking As a child, it? I did not eat it with the lamb. I just literally ate it as like a dessert. Have I, been I thought missing it was delicious. Did you oh, put it on chocolate bit, ice cream? That's a little bit stranger. No offense. <laughs> I think <laughs> as a kid, it's sweet, it's minty. It is sweet and mint i don't want this I, the only time i've ever had it is on lamb right now are you intrigued to talk about to talk about it, to eat it on something else he loves mint chocolate ice cream well i like a lot i like mint too this you know not every i can't believe that we finally like... got brown on a breakthrough on mint jelly yeah <laughs> i've talked about you and to you like 100 times this is hilarious okay we're moving on but i'll never forget that and i can't wait to watch myself <laughs> be truly shocked i feel like i probably look like gus when he gets shocked by something that's our job. Okay, but here now we need to talk about Malarks. I wrote down just sweetbread hollandaise barf, but what he actually made was, first of all, you knew he was in trouble when he said, I'm going to do the duo. I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. It sounds very yeah, bad. I, mean, the, I, I, I thought it was like, a two-way thing. Yeah, I think the duo is not a 2020 thing. So in that sense, many of those, you know, there would have been a time in the time frame we were talking about for duos, and I don't think it's now. Duo of sweetbreads. Pretty sure sweetbreads are intestines. Oh God. No, it's gland. It's like a gland. Yeah. I'm just, this is just, I was very like, we're doing the show and then Brianna appeared and now we're talking about glands and I am awake again. So welcome back. If I'm falling asleep, I can only imagine what's going for you guys. Duo of sweet friends with hollandaise and champagne gastrique. I barfed in my mouth on my other barf and then veal loin with truffle, butternut squash, mushrooms, and leek. Warm, Le Wikipedia spelled leek wrong. 
That's what happens when you warm when you leaf can't get to the potato the salad. No, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Hardcore. What if we put mint jelly on it? I mean, you got to talk about what went down. Just guide us through what you think happened in this insane I, thing. I don't know because I don't know why it would have been an issue. They got their food. So, no, no, I just walk us through how this went. Oh, in terms of the way that they responded to Just all of it, yeah. I mean, I think that he made two. Don't go together at all dishes. Well executed, tasty dishes. What? That just should have never been on the same plate. He said, I mean, those together would be gross. And then he said, (laughs) and I quote, I didn't see anyone eat it right. I'm sorry, what? So thank God Gail You put them together. Say, you're the one that put them on the same plate. I you really, cannot tell a diner how to eat their food. I love Gail. Here's yeah. where we're at. When you're, Go ahead, well, when you're a chef, you have to think about all these different things and how different people might eat them differently. They were touching. Every... There wasn't a divider like an airplane. But I will also say this. A lot of times you, you, you bring it out and you say, this dish is best served when you pour this on here right. there, and then you get a little bite yeah. of this and a little bite of this and you yeah. put it together. He was too thrown to explain it because he was so very thrown by it. That gives you the out if the things don't go together. That being said, usually it's a cohesive thing. They're telling you how to construct the tastiest bite. Right. Well, he was thrown and he's a showman and he's showing himself right to the door. (laughs) Goodbye. Speaking of showing himself to the door, we go to the judge's table, the dangerous dessert course for elimination time. There was good news for people. Not only did our girl, I mean, I say our girl because she's still emotionally our girl, but she's Katie and Alden's fantasy draft person. You feel much more strongly about her now that she's on the other team than I do. I've been able to cut ties. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, Melissa won with her quail and her lamb and her ninja radishes. She won. Everyone's so happy. But then they literally were like, Stephanie, you were very close. Like, that was awesome. That's yeah. a good bounce back. So, Melissa, first person going to Italy. Stephanie, who's never been to Italy, just love her. Yeah. She's on our team. I love her. She's our dark horse. Well, not she, really. She's she's gonna middle it out. Is there a chance she could? Well, I don't even understand. We're gonna talk about the structure of the finale too, because this is all over the place. Like, well, we don't know, but we can we can hazard guesses. She could be a third. She's not gonna win. She could accidentally be third place. Well, Tajo and Kevin are both definitely gonna. Yeah, you're right. You're one right, of right. the two will sneak in ahead of her. The point is, excuse me, Stephanie gets to go to Europe, and we're very excited about it. And the real winner was Champagne Pablo. Yeah. I she just, was, you know, there was probably two days at least in between her quick fire filming and the a lot of red wine or white wine that she was drinking at Waxman's. Oh, at, she would fine. have been totally hungover. She's fine. No, she's a professional. Um, bottom group. It was the battle of the tortoiseshell glasses. It was yeah. Larky and Gregory on the bottom. Whose tortoiseshell so, glasses did you like better? Gregory's. Gregory's. He has They're so cute. Yeah, he's he looks he's, like an actual turtle. <laughs> He does. He's got, he, he does. I will say this. This might be mean. His head is on the small side. And turtles also notoriously are hard. By their giant shells and bodies. Small heads. So the point is, <laughs> it was not good. Gregory was just like a sad beaten dog. And then what happened? What did Larky effing pull? He threatened to leave. His little, he threatened, little turbo tantrum. He threatened to walk out. He's like, you know and what? He, just you know what i'm mad and you know what you know what i just you know what adieu i've had a great time and they're just like are you quitting and then gregory's like can you just let them judge yeah i don't want i don't want to beat you this way because he's a man of integrity gregory i love him i didn't see anyone eat it right and everyone was like get over it 
by the way, you're stuck the most. You are leaving. Which I will say. Goodbye. When they, when they hinted at the idea that Milwaukee might quit and Very leave. Very exciting, really. I had said last week, I think I even you said did. it on air, oh, so boy. there might be... Pull up the tapes. There might be proof of this, that he will renege his offer to leave. Oh, 100%. You said that last week, for sure. that he will also be sent home anyway for creating Morris Dish. So what happened was that. So that I'm, happened. I am proverbially so patting myself the loser was Can I say that word? You may. Yeah. No. Well? Yeah, proverbially. Can I, can I say I'm well? I'm doing it literally. The loser was Malarkey, and the real loser was also Malarkey. But really, the loseriest loser was Malarkey's hit list. Remember from the beginning of the season? Remember the hit list? Yeah, his his rankings did not align very well with reality. What's the flavor of next week? What are we cooking next week? What is the delicious drama being cooked up next week? Italy. Yeah, I just want to Italy. say one thing, because obviously we yes. talked about it, but we yes. didn't talk about it directly. Dujan. Welcome back, Kevin. You know what? You're right. Let's give him a moment. Yeah. He did not do anything that exciting, but he is sure back, and he's going to nail it in Italy. He was, he's not an Italy kind of cookie kind of guy. He made a good dish in the quick fire and elimination challenge. Mm-hmm. Not once did we think there was a chance that he would go home. No. Which means that he... Safer than safe. Yeah, which means that he clearly deserves to be back. So there's five, him. there's five people. Left, yes. They're all going to Italy. Mm-hmm. And they're going to just literally hammer someone just yeah, right away. Yeah, one of them is going to get... They're, they're going to basically land. The they're going to be on the tarmac. God. They're going to cook a dish and the quick In, fire stuff. With the jet fuel. And the person you who hold loses... hold it up on a stick. Is okay. going to get back on the plane. Oh boy! And turn around. For they that. won't even take off their bags. No. As we learned from a honeymoon in Italy, even if your foot is broken, they don't care. No. So it's really every man for themselves in Italy. Can I have first class? My foot is broken. It's my honeymoon. No. Can I have business class? My foot is broken. It's my honeymoon. No. Can, can I we have, have one extra seat for the love of God? Can we have? It's. Is it a full flight? No. Can we have an empty seat between us? No. Can we have an aisle seat? No. Could we have a guy next to us who also has to hold your foot as it lays across my body? Yes. Yes. It was one of those big giant planes. There's multiple middle seats. No. So they just stuck us in the middle ones. But I did argue for an upgrade on our rental car. Yeah. That didn't work out at the end of the day. It turns out another honeymooning couple stole the car that we had upgraded. Well, we I was thinking with... about the part where we dented the car. And... Oh, well. Brianna, you can cut us off anytime. The point is, guys, it's finale time. It's a, it's, I'm sorry. Let me get more clear here. It's a three-part finale. First, we do Luca, episode 12. Then we do Parma, episode 13. Then we do Finito. So they're going to go to Italy. So they got a lot of money this season. First of all, the prize pot is up to 250 That's way better Sam than Pellegrino is just like, here, have money. But so they're going to go to Luca, cut someone. There's going to be four people left. They're going to go to Parma. Mm-hmm. You can have the Parmesan. I'll have Cut them. someone there. So there's going to be probably no quick fire eliminations. And then they're going to have three people go to the finale episode. I think that... They're going to keep all of them and then cut two people in the... What's so happening? my memory is usually pretty good for this, but this is where my memory is failing. I'm very surprised there's three more episodes. Would you venture to guess get rid of us, that in finales, there's been more finales where there was two versus three? As no. A, so two contestants... Ha- I, I remember like Kristen versus Brooke. I do remember those, but it's mostly three. It usually is three, right? Yes. yes. Eh. What? I'm you think sure. it could be a two-person finale and they're going to just take out... No. Well, so that we, we just don't know. That's the point. It's because there's been enough times when they've done a two-person and three-person finale. I would imagine... It's another burning question now, for here, our fans. Yeah. Now, here's my own guess. 
based on the fact that it's an all-stars competition, mm -hmm. I would imagine that they would have three in there because that's like three big all-stars really competing. Even though there's yeah. clearly two that are the best. But Kevin's pretty good. No, there's there's yeah. Melissa and Gregory. Kevin's very good. Then Voltaggio and Stephanie's just lucky to get a trip to Italy. Which is great because she's never been. I'm very excited for her. She should check out El Bandito Townhouse. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. You're great welcome. Place. You guys, please join us next week. It's a three-part finale. We're going to get progressively dressier as the three finales go on because we live at home in yoga pants. He doesn't wear yoga pants. He wears his underwear around the house. But the point is, what else can I get dressed They're up for? House shorts. House shorts. And we're going to have some special guests for the next three episodes. And it's going to be very exciting. And we can't wait for you to join us. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Bella. Ooh, water flew out of my hand. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.